Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Guys, what is up? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. We have made it to Friday, which means I am not doing the recap today. I refuse to do it until Erica Jane admits that she is guilty and Rinna admits she is a She is a horrible, horrible woman, and we all know it now, right? Is there one person out there that's like, I want to teach my kids to be a lot like her? No, there is nobody out there. What a horrible, horrible lady. Lisa, if you're listening, you're horrible. Uh, You guys, before we get into this, that was, of course, Weezer with Beverly Hills. We've sang that in different variations all uh, all season long, but I want I want to play something right now that was made by a fellow Bravo. Uh, I don't I don't even know. Do we call ourselves meme accounts on Instagram? The Instagram account is Bravo Candy Betch, B E T C H, and I will put a link to this on my Instagram stories tomorrow on Friday or today when you're listening to this potentially. And she made this. Um, 
what, what do I call what do I call art? Uh, I mean, this is art, definitely. It's genius. It'll be at Coachella one day. DJ James Kennedy wishes he could spin something like this. But this, I believe, I, I would say put the top down. Even let the kids listen to this. This is the song of the summer, even though we're in October. But listen to this, and this should get you just so pumped up. It, it brought back so many memories of what a season we've had, and then I'll see you on the flip side. So I don't even know what we're calling this, but I know the artist is Bravo Candy Betch. So enjoy. Okay. When I saw that daggum doo-doo nail pointing at my face. Really? You. 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 I ate fish. Tom's house was broken into, and he confronted the burglar, and then had to go have eye surgery, and then my son had to go over and help, and then my son, he rolled his car five times in the way home. Yeah, I'm under a lash house. I love my roller. You're not being honest. Hi, Thomasina. Bolognese. But I was full-on drunk at that party with a bell. Ha! I've never had a bell! This is called a study party, but hold You can stop it right now. Not to hijack the conversation. Don't know I'm conscious for 12 hours. You're jealous? Jealous of what? You're ugly little man. <gasps> you ever call me a liar again? I'm coming for you. I won't back down. They use the word Ponzi scheme. Harry's Bolognese is so well known. I just need a better you know. I'm making a lot of jobs. Have I? Before I met Crystal, I didn't know Crystal. We saw him fell unconscious for 12 hours. For 12 hours. For 12 hours. I love my roller. I want him hung like a horse. <laughs> my mother's best friend is black. I think her voice is very awkward. Everyone's been kissing Erica's ass and going around just making everything seem perfect. It seems phony. It all seems phony. Erica made a deal with the devil, and the devil always, who is hunky dory, comes knocking. Who is hunky dory? The devil, I'll say, always comes knocking. I'll say, I'll say. Uh, wasn't that amazing? What? I mean, that is just true art. I know, I mean, I know it kind of brings us, but at the same time, I, I, it brings a smile, but at the same time, I was like, damn, that's genius. I, I've been waiting to play that for you guys all week, and I thought this would be the perfect time to get you in the mood. Now, folks, I recorded this hour and 45-minute episode on Wednesday night, right after I'd seen it, right after I did a Dana Wilkie live, and I was so angry. I don't know if this, a lot of this makes sense, and remember, you know, this is a recap all in one area. This is... <laughs> 
a little different because we don't have different locations. We're all in a you know, a contained environment where all of these ladies' craziness and intricacies can really shine. And we're on part one of four. So we only get 25% of the whole story tonight. So I kind of have a feeling I shot my whole wad on this first one. And I don't know if I have the energy, but my nervous system is shot after this, this one. I find them all to be horrible, horrible ladies. And uh, I think you'll agree on most parts. You know, thinking back, though, and, and some things that I've read today, though, I do want to point out a couple of other things <laughs> that that I have not talked about yet is that there was one moment where Dorit kind of quibbled with Erica Jane at one point, And I thought that was an important moment that I did not bring up in this recap. And when Rinna it was brought up that she might have said something racist, according to Garcelle and Garcelle didn't say who she had heard that from, but there was a shot of Kyle and Kyle. It looked like that Kyle was like, yeah, I think she definitely said it. I mean, so I know that sounds wild, you guys, but I don't think Garcelle would pull that out of her ass. And I know we're starting, you know, we get to this point in the recap of much, much later, but it is something I do want to bring up because I don't think Garcelle would just pull that out of her ass. And also, we've seen how Rinna talks. Rinna thinks she's like a, a, a famous truck driver. Like if truck drivers were celebrities, she's like, oh, t- <laughs> I'll tell you how it works. This is how housewives work. It's me, Lisa Renner. I've been riding this. I've been riding the rails for the last seven years, and she thinks she's all tough shit. So I, and also thinking about this one more day, it is even more gross how she went across and like injected herself into Garcelle's personal space. This is now so many times this season where Rena has forced something. You know, whether it be forcing Garcelle into tears or forcing herself into Garcelle's personal space. You have to remember, if, if think about yourself in that situation, how awkward that would be for you and and how, you know, you would almost feel pressured to agree with whatever that person was saying because they're literally right on top of you. And I do think, and I mentioned this uh, later in, I think Rena's scared to a degree. I think she's like, I do have to start really getting along with people. And especially I know she notices, she reads everything. She reads all our tweets, you guys. She reads all our Instagrams, not mine because I'm blocked and I blocked her, but all everybody else's. So she's very aware of what we think. And I think she knows. And by the way, I'm not saying Garcelle's a perfect housewife. I have issues with Garcelle like anybody, like I have issues with all of these ladies. But what I am saying is that Garcelle has the upper hand in this in this scenario, in this situation. So without further, I got, I'm going to talk about two hours now and I already did two hours last night. So let's just get started. Let's have fun. I hope you guys like this. Um, we got three more of these to go and then we'll see what happens, but I'm already getting sad. Are you guys getting sad? I'm already, uh, we're going to have to say goodbye at some point, but anyways, today's Friday, have the best day ever, have the best weekend ever. And thank you uh, for allowing me to be part of it. Here we go. Beverly Hills reunion part one. <laughs> What's up? It's me, Lisa Ringa. I did the first part of the reunion, and it went amazing. Whoo! I love how my Lisa Rinna gets so much more disturbed each week. You guys, what is up? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is what we train all year for, folks. This is reunion time, baby. This is what we put all the hard work, the effort in. We got three more weeks ahead of us. Are you ready to go? Because I don't know if I am. I might need you to give me energy, folks. 
I might need you to back me up because these are the hardest month of my life ahead of us. We have so much happening. There is so much happening. It is too much almost. I'm assuming you guys watched. If not, what a shit show. Also, we're supposed to believe that was Kathy Hilton's backyard. That looks like a high school production of some kind of Tennessee Williams play. What is that? A cat on a hot tin roof? My God, I felt like there was a lot of wicker on that set. Or there should have been. It just felt like something my mom would have loved. It was, it was a lot. And that is just the bare minimum, folks. We had Rinna being horrible. We had Erica being horrible. And this is off-season play, folks. This isn't in the season. Whew! I almost blew a gasket. I almost had a stroke watching Lee. And by the way, I will say, hats off to Lisa Rinna. She only cackled twice. And that I had predicted, and, and this is where I lost the bet, I predicted Lisa Rinna cackling 635 times, and she only cackled twice, so I lost big. I lost my house. I lost a cool $750,000, but it was well worth it because my ears got a break. You know what I'm saying? You know, for a little mental, <laughs> my mental health, my well-being, that's what we call self-care, not listening to a cackle like that. But honestly, what is going on that they think they rule the roost? We need to take them down, folks. This is like Heathers, that movie. They're not a bunch of Heathers. We got to get it. We got to kick them to the curb. What did you guys think? This is why I hate this isn't a call-in show where I could be like, Caller, what do you think? I hate Lisa Rinna. That's a great, uh, that's a great point, Caller. I agree with you. Next Caller. Oh, I hate Lisa Rinna. Hey, that's a, also a great. Also, uh, did you notice how we started off with the ballad of Eric to Jane tonight? I'm like, Andy. And I have pity for the victims. There's so much I can't say. Cause of the law. There's a lot being made of me. Saying I'm cold and I got saggy boobs. <laughs> no, I added the saggy boobs in there because... That's where you, that's where you hurt her. But, you know, by the way, if you tell Erica, she has saggy boobs, or she's not looking good. That's where you get her. If I was one of these victims, I'd be like, yo, it's cool. You obviously have taken our money, but you didn't use it. Look at those saggy boobs. And by the way, I don't even think she has saggy boobs. I'm just saying that's what we need to say to her to get her to pay attention. You know, I, hey, I have put so much energy into today, folks. I woke up. I felt like it was Christmas. I had stomach issues. I was like, I'm so nervous. Did Santa get me what I wanted? I've been a good boy all season long. And as it got closer and closer, I was just, I was thinking like, what are they going to start with? How do they start? And then I was like, oh my God, we have a whole month of this. Don't like wear yourself out. And then I started, I had a couple drinks and then I was on Dana Wilkie's uh, after show. And I have been living in this Real Housewives of Beverly Hills bubble. And I'm just going to talk to you right now. I usually wait a day, but I need to talk to you right now because I need to get, it's like exercising a demon. I need to get this out of my head. It is too much. I'm at a point where I don't know the, the, the balance between real, my real life and real houses of Beverly Hills. Like I have expect to see Lisa Rinna show up in my house. And that's just like, <laughs> Ryan, what are you saying? <laughs> Harry wants to know why you didn't thank him for his bolognese. <laughs> oh, this damn bolognese. Did you guys hear? By the way, I love that I talked to you. Like, did you guys hear in the reunion where Lisa said, uh, Harry said, Garcelle, why is, Gar why is Garcelle so unhappy? 
But honestly, to only cackle two times, that is something that I do. I, I do give credit where credit is due. I do want to say congratulations to Lisa Renner for that. I also want to say, you know, a lot of people are going to have their opinions. We always talk about opinions. We always talk about a lot of people are going to be like, you know, Erica, it, it seems like she really means it. And guess what? So did OJ. OJ really meant that he did not kill Ron and Nicole. And we obviously know he did. So let's just calm down on what we think people mean by what they say. I think we've proven that everybody in this world can be liars. I have zero sympathy. It's in how you live your life. And let's not act like she was like some pillar of the community, that she was salt of the earth. Like, there's one thing about Erica Jane. She made Pasadena Pasadena. When it snowed in Pasadena, she was the first one with a shovel. Screw that. This is the ballad of Erica Jane. I'm the first one with the snow shovel when it hits six inches of snow. And old Dina with the pass. I wonder where Tom was. I counted the flips. One, two, three, four, five. And then I called my son. He said, Mom, I'm going to help you find Tom. Are we done yet? Did we finish? Are we done? Okay. Well, this has been fun. We'll see you next week for for round two. No, it was so much. And I was, <laughs> you know, this really truly is the Super Bowl of housewives. You know, we've waited all year for this. We've we we've put the work in. We've made the effort. We all are, uh, you know, we all have different sides that we're on. Right. Like we have different people that we're rooting for. Of course, I'm the person um, that with the right answer. So the correct people to be rooting for, and just, you know, uh, I'll give you a second to get pen and paper. We want to root for Gersell, right? And by the way, when I say root for, it doesn't mean everything that you do in life is perfect. Come on, let's be grownups. Everybody sucks. Me, you, everybody, okay? This is who we're rooting for this season. We got to root for Gersell. We got to root for Sutton. I'm going to throw Crystal in there, even though Crystal is a wild card. And that's okay. But first season, I'm going to throw over into the root for category. Now, on the bubble, we got Kyle. Kyle can go either way. Now, Kyle should be on the bad side. But we're going to give it to her because Kyle really does play the fence. And she needs it. You feel like if Kyle doesn't have this, you know, what else does she have? A hot husband and a lot of money. <laughs> and who needs either of those things? She's very sad. Um... <laughs> Okay, so we don't root for... So Kyle's on the bubble, right? Rinna, we absolutely don't. That real devil spawn, evil incarnate, right? Lives lives in the garage with the Versace. <laughs> Look at where I keep all my dresses. In my garage, right next to my coffin. It's time for Lisa to slumber. <laughs> and of course, Erica Jane, come on. Let's, let's be real. We're not rooting for her, okay? We're not, hey, stop it. We're not rooting. Let's grow up. We're not rooting for her. Kathy Hilton, of course, we root for. And Andy, I'll throw Andy into the root for. You know, it is so weird. I do not get the Andy hate. A lot of people just flat out Andy, like, and I flat out think Andy's like a hero of mine. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm not a gay man, but I think he dresses so well. I think he's talented. I think he handles all these extreme personalities really well. I think he's shady. I think he can be catty when he wants to. I think he really is the ultimate host to me. And so many people disagree with me, and I don't understand. I feel like I'm not 
I, I've not been let in on some kind of secret society of why people don't like Andy Cohen. Cause I, I just, I love, am I not, what am I not seeing? So that is who, Oh, Oh, I forgot Dorito. Uh, Dorit is such a non-factor. I was watching tonight's episode and I just, you were painfully reminded. And this makes me sad that she was such a non-issue, a non-factor. And I feel like her lasting legacy has, is now going to be that she just talked too much and bored a lot of people. And that sucks. She doesn't deserve that. She should have left last year after the high of Buca de Beppo. And by the way, how dare you? How dare you not show Buca de Beppo once this season? Oh, oh, what? Because it's so it's more popular than anything that Bravo's ever done. That Buca de Beppo is not only a family amazing restaurant, but it's also a place that can transport you to fucking Capri, Italy. And all of a sudden people are so scared. Oh no, we've discovered time travel. It can take you to Capri, Italy. That's so horrible that people are so scared of something so amazing that they lock it away and never show it to us again. But guess what? It's there, folks. It is there and it is meant to be celebrated. And shout out to my friend Shauna, Amanda, Lindsay, all of the gals. I was uh, invited to go have dinner at Buca de Beppo after the reunion tonight in Dorit's room. And I couldn't do it because of uh, Dana Wilkie's thing. And it sucks. It sucks. It sucks having to talk about these shows all the time. I'm on one, folks. That's what you call this. This is where you wish um, you wish you had a partner. That's why I love those. The, the what, what crappens guys, all these people, they get to bounce off somebody. I have to be here in my own stupid little head fighting of like, is Rena as horrible as I think? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Does your parents do this where your mom just likes everything that you do online and you know she doesn't understand any of it? It's wild. I was talking to my buddy Nick the other day, and we were talking about our parents, how they are the only ones that think Facebook is the number one social media still. They're like, did you did you go on Facebook today? I saw your friend's baby, and we were talking about how they only post their baby on Facebook just for the older set. You know, it's not for their friends or our friends. It's because we know all the parents are on there. Okay, so should we start? I mean, and how is everybody's mental health? Is it good? Did this, did every, was everybody satisfied? Like everybody was complaining about the season finale last week, but I'm so locked in. Like I think of it as all one big gigantic show. So there is no, there is no beginning and end for me, right? There is just Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So we're in it. We we got, we got, we're 25% done with the reunion, but this is, if you look at it as a whole, what did everybody think? Did everybody like it? I, I, I really liked it. But what I'm saying is that when you split something into four parts, they still manage to have their good sections, their boring sections of like the Andy of like, Doreen, how are you? What a season you had. So we had that. We had, so, you know, should we, let's just get started. So it's very exciting. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, part one. The only thing I wish they would do is that they would, title their reunion so we got part one but wouldn't it be great if it was like rinna shits the bed like that was the title of the episode you could 
you know, like Dorit talks out of her ass, realizes <laughs> realizes the Beverly Hills reunion part one, Dorit's asshole talking. I was like, that's a weird title, but it would fit. You know what I'm saying? So it goes tonight on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, and they played the preview for the entire reunion at the beginning. So it was like the Lion King sunset of the and then Lisa coming over to Erica Jane's house and is like how are you you look wonderful no you look no you look wonderful Lisa I will say I got so many emails from ladies because I had went so hard saying we could really say 15 to 20 minutes of every episode if we just assumed that they all thought each other looked pretty instead of having to hear it. But I had so many ladies write me that it was actually really cool saying it was like sometimes the best part of the actual hangout was complimenting, getting complimented on their outfits. And I'm, I'm not joking. Like, it actually made me rethink my entire position on it was I was like, because they seemed so genuine and it seemed like it did matter. So I was like, I'm willing to give that up. But I was just like, if we just admit that Lisa never looks nice. Could we all admit that as a society? It's like Skeletor with like an extra amount of like lip makeup. You know what I'm saying? But I mean Skeletor in a charming way. So, um, you know, you have Lisa coming to Erica Jane's house. Like, how are you? You look wonderful. And... Lisa goes, they didn't think you'd show up for the reunion, <laughs> but I told them you would. And she goes, I showed up for everything else, didn't I? Not to mention that you get like a really nice sizable bump in your paycheck if you show up to the reunion, weirdo. I'm not a fucking quitter, Larica Jane says. And, and then we go into these basic lines like, there's going to be some shots taken. And some shots fired, which is like the most basic line you could ever say, right? It's like saying like, there's going to be some trash taken out and some trash taken in. I'm going to put some money in the bank and I'm going to take some money out of the bank. I'm going to close the garage door, but I'm going to open the side window. It's so ridiculous to the point where I'm like, she really thinks she's doing something with these lines in the preview. And Lisa's just sitting there. If I had a nickel for every time Lisa bobbed her head like a fucking bobber header thing, I would at least have $20. It's a lot, folks. It is just like, she's always bobbing her head in some kind of weird agreement that I don't even think she's listening to the other person speak, you know? And um, so she's like... uh, you know, once you call me a liar, it's game fucking on. There's going to be some... <laughs> and then she goes, there's going to be some winners, and there's going to be some losers. And Rena goes, that's life, baby. <laughs> and then Eric goes, remember when you told me the girls all flipped on me? And Rena goes, that's going to come out of the reunion, Master Erica. Like, what does Erica have a... Master Erica, I think the girls are going to flip on you. <laughs> and guys, if you're just coming to the show, I understand the Lisa laugh sounds harsh at first, but the more you listen to it and the more you go back to the show, you realize that is an exact replica of that laugh. There is not... That is... There, there. I, I'd be willing to bet my life that that laugh is entire. Like, if you hook that laugh up to a decibel to decibel thing, exact same laugh. Literally, that is dead on. There is no. If if Lisa heard that laugh, she would think she was in the room with herself. That's how good that laugh is. So, um, 
<laughs> so then we go to the, like, we're still in previews for the whole reunion. And, uh, you know, you see Dorit talking some bullshit and Andy yawns. And uh, Dorit goes, am I boring you, Andy? Boop, 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 boop. And then Kathy has some scribbled on notes of like, I brought some notes here. And, uh, <laughs> and then we see Lisa at some point go, I did them. It happened, each and every one, and it haunts me. Which I'm assuming is like people that she's killed in her life, or friends that she said it was friends, and they just stabbed them in the fucking back like she does. And um, then we see Kathy and Kyle sobbing and holding each other, and um, then Erica going, "You and your husband, and you and your husband, you all laughed at me, and what comes out of my mouth, I can't control what Tom Girardi does." And then we see Andigo, Erica, we're going to put you on a score and we're going to fire up the barbecue. And then we see Andigo, I know what you make on this show. Dun, dun, dun. And then we see just questions being fired, Erica. Fired it where Erica. It's just very huge. It's a big, <laughs> it's big. So now that was like the end of the preview. And then all of a sudden, we are at filming. We are there on the day. They have taken us in backstage at Quixote Studios. We saw all of these makeup trailers. It's very, very exciting. Everyone is walking in. Uh, Rinna comes out without makeup on, and it scared the bejesus out of me, folks. I thought it was Kathy Griffin without makeup. That's that's where we're going with that. And then Kyle is going into a trailer with Dorit behind her, and then we go into a trailer. Crystal says, Hey, if I don't put on fake eyelashes, it's not really a reunion. And I'm like, calm down, Crystal. It's your first reunion. And he says to Kyle in another trailer, Kyle, in 11 years of doing this, one seems like the stakes are so high in this one. And Kyle goes, well, for some people more than others, she says to Andy. And then we see a shot of Erica in a separate trailer, just picking her butt. And then we go back to... Um, Kyle saying, well, you know, sorry, Andy's saying, how's it going with Erica? And then Kyle goes, well, seeing the stories online of her not talking to me and she's not happy. And Andy goes, well, is she talking to you? And she goes, no. And then we go to another trailer. Andy's in the other trailer talking to Sutton. Are you nervous to see Erica? Andy says. And she says, well, I'll say, I'll say she said she hated me. Then we go to another trailer with the Garcelle. And Garcelle goes, I know who's coming for me, Andy. And Andy goes, who's coming for you? And we see Andy without his suit jacket. When Andy puts on the suit jacket, it's like a frilly formed Voltron where he's like, I am a full talk show host. But without, he's just like in an Express for Men shirt with a tie, and you know he's casual, Andy. He's like, I can hang out in the trailers with just anybody, you know? So he's just asking, like, just, you know, friendly questions. Who's going to come for you, Garcelle? And Garcelle goes, Dorit, Rinna, I'll handle it. And I was like, fuck yeah, you will, Garcelle. You can handle anything, lady. And Andy goes, you always do, Garcelle. So... Garcelle goes, I'll handle it. And Andy's just like, you always do. And I'm like, also, calm down, Andy. It's her second season. What do you mean you always do? I love when Andy acts all chummy, chummy. This is what makes a great talk show host, but also makes him a sneaky, sly little devil that needs to be spanked. Am I right? Who's going to spank him? Can we get a so bad it's good volunteer to spank Andy? Um, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I just I just sniffed. I got a complaint this week that I sniffed too much on 
And I'm stuff. I get stuffed up very easily. It's yeah. So when, uh, the fact that I even pointed it out is just wild. See what you did to me, person. <laughs> so, um, so he's like, you always do handle it, Garcel. It almost felt like he was about to snap his fingers. It was too much all the way around. <laughs> And then we see Andy over in the Devil's uh, tra- uh, Rinna's trailer, and Rinna goes, "You're in the right room." And then she's dancing to music. She's like, eh, 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 eh. and Andy's dancing her behind her. And I just like, I just, I just pray to God, Andy texts friend like Bruce Bozzi of like, guess I just dance with Skeletor. Gross. Uh, and also, but there was no cackling. So there was no cackling, just horrible dancing, which Lorena's dancing to me is kind of like a physical cackle. We don't hear the cackle, but it, it, we assume the cackle is there. We remember the cackle. The cackle echoes around in our dark, dank brains when we see that dance. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden we hear a voice, five minutes, everybody, five minutes, everyone take their place, everyone take their place. And we see all the ladies enter, sit, where do we sit? Where do we sit? Where do we sit? Where do we sit? And he goes, just sit wherever. And they all laugh because reunion seating is the most important seating there has ever been in the history of the world. So they all laugh because Andy made it a little funny. And Renee goes, Steven, I need hand makeup. My hands look like they're still dead. <laughs> and then Sutton goes, how do you, I say, I say, how do you turn off the phone? I say, I say, uh, can somebody help me with a cell phone? And Garcelle says, we need a millennial, millennial in here pronto. And Andy goes, come on, guys, let's go. He cracks the whip. He's, he's on crew time. Come on, folks. This is coming out of my bank. Let's go. Let's go. And then he goes, hey, everybody. And Welcome to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 7 Reunion. I'm Andy Cohen. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. 
And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Joined by the stunning ladies of Beverly Hills. Hi, ladies. And they all go, hi, 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 ho. They're very excited to be there. You can sense the passion, and I am passionate for that as well. So when Andy said that, I was like, hi, Andy, hi. And so Andy starts right off the bat with something we're very familiar with. He goes to the new person first. He goes, Crystal, welcome to your first reunion. How are you feeling? She goes, I feel good. And he goes, wrong answer. And then she just drops down this passage. And then he hits the ejector button. She flies out of the chair. No. Um, and then Andy makes a funny. He goes, half expected you to be in the leather pants. And Kyle goes, they belong in the clubhouse, Andy. And, and Andy goes, they do. And then he goes, hi, Sutton. How are you? I say, I say, I'm good, Mr. Cohen. How's your ankles? I see you're in high heels tonight. And she goes, this is the highest heel I've worn in a year, I say, I say. And Kyle says, maybe we can put your boot in the clubhouse, too. And at this point, I was like, Kyle, calm down. You're not a co-host. Stop talking at this. Like, not everything goes in the clubhouse. How do I know this and not you? Like, what are we? Hey, uh, your used diaper, Rena. Why don't we put that in the clubhouse? Like, your depends. Come on. Stop. Stop. Andy can do his job. And Andy goes, uh, that's all right. We don't need the boot. And he goes... Hello, Dorit. Good to see you. Are you wearing a Dorit wedding gown? And she goes, this is the part of the wedding gown, but it could be ready to wear. Boop, 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 boop. The category, it has thousands of white embellished pearls. Boop, 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 boop. And Andy goes, okay, looks great. And he goes, hey, Garcelle, how you feeling? She goes, Good. Well, I noticed you sipping some tequila a few minutes ago. Did that uh, revitalize you? And she goes, well, this is the first time in person because last time was on Zoom. And so, yeah, let's go. And he goes, hey, Rena. She goes, hi. And she's wearing one of her dumb wigs. And Anna goes, who is she tonight? And she, she goes, we haven't named her. Why don't you come up with a name, everybody? Why don't you come up with a name, Rena? Why do we have to do your job for you? You don't have storylines. You hop on other people's storylines, and we have to name your wigs all the time. Why do you do a damn thing besides throwing your hip out every time you dance to watermelon sugar? Give me a break. And Garcelle goes, uh, I name I name it Priscilla. And she goes, Oh, ee, I like Priscilla. <laughs> At least we agree on something, Rena says. And this is when she cackles for this t- first time. She goes, At least we agree on something. <laughs> yeah. 
And Andy goes, hey, Kyle, welcome to your 11th reunion. You have a different sister that's going to be joining you tonight. And she goes, yes, yes, I do. And he goes, having sat here on so many years when Kim was with us and you guys weren't in the best place, it has to be a cakewalk with Kathy. And she goes, yes, yes, Andy, it is. And Andy goes, we are in Kathy's backyard. And Renee goes, where are we? And Erica Jane says, what is this? No, Erica Jane goes, what is this? And she's trying to do a Kathy Hilton imitation. But remember, Erica Jane doesn't actually have natural talent. So whenever she thinks she's being funny or doing like an imitation, not good. You know, it'd be like Saturday Night Live and be like, we'd rather Kim Kardashian any day of the week over Erica Jane. It's not good. But Erica Jane thinks she's doing it. She's like, what is this? And she's like, did I sound exactly like Kathy Hilton or what? And Kyle goes, oh, yeah, it's inspired by Kathy. And then finally, Andy goes, hey, Erica. And Erica pauses for what seems like 80 minutes. And she goes, she just looks at Andy. And Andy goes, what's new? And she goes, a lot, a lot is new. (laughs) He goes, how do you feel about tonight? And she goes, fine. And then Andy goes, how did you sleep? She goes, very well. And this is the point where I was like, duh. And I was doing like jack off motion with my hand. Like, you duh. And uh, I really genuinely am eight years old. And Andy goes, you slept well, really? And she goes, yeah. Was I supposed to sleep any other way? And he goes, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you were looking forward today or not. And she goes, actually... I am looking forward to closing this chapter and moving on. And Rina shakes her head like a bobblehead up and down of like, yes, yes, my precious. And Andy says, well, things are still unfolding as we speak, Erica. Even between taping and the airing of this show, things will probably have changed. So how do you feel about being able to set the record straight with the viewers. And Erica Jane goes, fuck the viewing. (laughs) Erica Jane goes, I'm happy to say everything that I can say. But please understand, there are some things I cannot answer, but will do my best to fill in everything I can. This is the toughest part of my life. Yeah, the toughest part of her life is her actual job. You know how we all have jobs? You know what's like the toughest part of our life? So is hers. Wah, wah, wah. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick, but like you get paid to be there better than all of us listening. So wah, wah, wah. Toughest part of your life. Yeah, clock in, babe. Just like we're all doing. And Andy goes, I imagine. And she goes, I asked for patience with these ladies. And I got some. Some I didn't. I asked for understanding that these things are complicated. I was finding out in real time myself, and I don't have all the answers, and I still do not to this day. By the way, that is such an amazing position to take on anything of like, I do not have any of the answers, and I might not ever. (laughs) And then he goes, what's the biggest misconception about you? And she's like, that my tits are real? (laughs) No, she didn't say that. She goes, there's a lot of (laughs) time. 
She goes, there's a lot of talk about me being cold and me not having empathy and sympathy. The truth is, I do. But I am, I'm in an impossible situation, Andrew. And anyone who's been made wrong, I want to make them whole. So this is a big statement. She said, anyone who's been made wrong, I want to make them whole. So this isn't like Pinocchio. She's putting together a body. I think she means the victims. I think she wants to make the. But what a weird fucking way to say it. Why don't you just say, I hope everybody gets their money back. I want to make people whole. And I also want to talk poetically. And Andy goes, you're talking about the victims of Tom. And she goes, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the alleged victims of Tom. You know, like that old bird victim. And you know, those stupid orphans and widows. The alleged crime, it's important to hear that from me. So she literally said it's important for people to hear that from me. Girlfriend, it was important for us to hear that from you a year ago. Like, give me an effing break. So, and by the way, I I admit, Erica really is in a damned if you do, damned if you don't spot. But she also chose to be in front of the camera. So, wah, 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 that's the position you're in. Let's deal with it. I don't have uh, a lot of sympathy or empathy for her. For the victims, my heart is so full. For Erica, not a lot. So uh, sorry if you disagree with that. And by the way, everybody's opinion, uh, you can feel as good as you want for Erica. You can feel as great as you want. And like, wow, I cannot wait till she puts out a new album and I'm going to be one of the first people to buy it. But I'm, I don't, I just, I'm not, I'm not one of those, you know? So I'm sure it's fun for the victims to finally hear her say any of this after she's shown her cooch for the entire season on Instagram, but you know, better late than other never. Right. So Rinna shakes her head in agreement again. of like, yeah, finally my friend Erica accepts a little teeny bit of responsibility. And Andy goes, do you understand why people watching would think you don't have sympathy? And she goes, yeah. And there's a flashback to that dinner table over at Kathy's when she goes, look at me. Look at my fucking life. Look at me. And then we go back to the reunion. And she goes, but they're also looking at it from their own eyes. And they don't know what I know. And they did not live through what I have lived. They did not have to play with that man's saggy ball sack. And um, Andy goes, well, what was it like watching the show back? And she goes, it was really, really hard because I don't have the DVR and I have to watch commercials. Do you know what it's like to have to stop four minutes every 15 minutes? No, she just said it was really hard to watch it back. And um, Andy goes, what was the feeling towards the other women and their reactions? And she goes, disappointment, anger, sadness. But then some hope, support, and love. And Andy goes, well, I know Sutton, you talked to an attorney at some point. And she goes, I say, I say, Andy, I want to be clear, though. I didn't talk to my attorney. I talked to a friend. I say, I say. And I was like, God bless you, my penny-pinching queen. Do not pay your own attorney. Yeah, talk to a friend attorney. That's what upset me so much, too, when I heard that my glorious queen Sutton did that because I was like, you spent a dollar of your hard-earned money from your husband on information about Erica, I would have given, I would have paid you to give her, I would have just been like, oh, Sutton, she's horrible. Just stay away, stay far away, girl. 
I would say stay away far. Hey, you're my, my opinion from lawyer Bailey, stay far away, girlfriend. And I would have snapped. And she goes, uh, uh, once again, I want to make clear, I, I did not call my attorney, I'll say, I'll say. And Erica does this weird hair flip at this, and I don't know, I don't know what that, I felt like it was, she was like signaling somebody, like her own lawyers somewhere. Did anybody else get that? I was like, uh-oh, she's, something's happening. Every, watch everybody, watch it, duck. You know, anybody gets, I don't know. So. Erica flips her hair and Andy goes, well, did anyone else speak to a lawyer? And Crystal goes, well, I did. You know, it was my first time signing legal documents because I was on a show. Uh, But I, you know, I consult my lawyers about everything. You know, I fart. I consult my lawyer, she says. She didn't say that. But do you mind if I just make up lines for these people? You know, if I take a toot, I've got to call. I got the lawyer. Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Horn, it's Crystal. I'm about to take a toot. Uh, from your law perspective, is that, <laughs> it's like, Hey, this is Crystal brother. What's going on, man? It's Crystal King Monkup. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The wife of the Lion King guy. Okay. And Kyle goes, well, I asked Faye's husband, who's a lawyer, uh, to break down the LA times article. Cause it was so long. And I'm just like, Jesus, I mean, really, do we really want to highlight how dumb half of these ladies are where Kyle was like, I couldn't sound out half that article. They had a lot of big words like trepidation. Uh, efficiency was a big one. And Andy's like, sound it out. Uh, fish. Okay, that's a hard one. Get the third syllable. You've got it, Kyle. You've got it. But it was like, why would you admit on TV that you consulted a lawyer to read you an article? Like, I literally now want to ask Kyle what her favorite book is, you know, like, well, I've always been fond of Dr. Seuss. Like, you know, like, you know, she's never cranked through a Grisham, you know, like Mauricio, I finished the firm last night. Um, (laughs) So um, Andy goes, I'm sure your lawyers had a lot to say. And, uh, Andy says, uh, and you know, the episodes have aired and Erica is shaking her head and the Erica kind of insinuates that, yeah, the lawyers wanted me to leave the show, but I said no. And Andy goes, why? Because I have nothing to hide, Andrew. And they said, well, you know, the shit can get flipped up all around you. Flipped up, tripped up. You never know when it's going to be turned back on you, Erica Jane. And then he says, well, you mean things can be twisted around. And Erica Jane goes, everything can be passed, twisted, turned, and yeah, possibly used against you. Whether it be true or not, it doesn't matter. And Andy goes, well, did you think of ever quitting the show? Yes. But I wanted to honor my commitment. Oh, that's so noble, Princess Erica. Oh, I want... This isn't fucking the Boys and Girls Club of... You know, give me... This isn't like I'm an altar boy. Give me... I wanted to honor my... You wanted to honor your contract? Maybe not commitment? You mean the thing that you get paid for if you show up? Did you want to honor that? So she's trying to make it more noble. She goes, I wasn't going to run away from what was coming at me, especially if I got paid. And then he goes, how much of the fact that you didn't have Tom's income paying your bills plays into this? Uh, This is now your main job, Andy says. Great, great fact from Andy. And she goes, unfortunately, it is. 
you know, that is more now a consideration back then uh, at the beginning of the season. Literally, I was just trying to survive. Now that we're here, that has become more of a consideration. And then Andy goes, you have not been charged with a crime. And she goes, no. And he goes, yet, if you look at social media, you'll look at Ryan Bailey. No, she goes, yet, if you look at social media and she goes, you would think I had. You see a lot of people saying that Erica needs to be fired from the show. And Erica goes, no. And she go, he goes, no, what? Why aren't we letting the legal process play out? Give me a chance to defend myself. Watch me. I'm ready for the challenge. Watch me do it. And we just see Sutton kind of judging. And I said out loud while watching it, I go, honestly, I, I don't. I don't want to watch you do it. Like, I'm not literally one of those people of like, I want to see if Erica Jane can climb that mountain. Like, I'm done. Like, I realize, you realize how easy it is to get a good housewife? I got to tell you, we got, we're so blessed. Like, I think Erica's coming on. I don't need to see a redemption arc next season. I think she's under some impression of like, this is like uh, somebody that's lost the ability to walk. And it's like, watch me walk again. That's right. I'm not going to I'm not going to need that chair, mama. I'm going to walk with my own two feet and I'm kind of like, "Don't care. <laughs> hey, let's see another person walk." You know what I'm saying? And take Rena with you on your chair. So, I think that was the first or the second commercial break. Who, folks? This is when I was like, I was typing up a storm. I was having to pause every 3 seconds to try to get verbatim. It took me 2 hours to take to watch this episode cuz I would Pause, take notes, pause, take notes. So it was so jumpy and I was just so fucking beat. So and then the new scene, we come back and Andy goes, welcome back to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. I'm Andy Cohen. And he goes, Sutton, you were front and center on a lot of the drama. Did you bring your face roller with you today? And she goes, I'll say, I'll say it's in my trailer. And Andy says, you need it out here. And then he goes, despite our opinion, Sutton is trying to live her life one sutty buddy butthole at a time. And Erica goes, that sounds like it's on Grindr. Grindr, of course, being the uh, one of the best gay apps out there, uh, according to my friend who uses it to hook up all the time. But Erica was doing a little wink of like, hey, I know what Grindr is, too. I'm a cool older broad <laughs> and andy goes i know i'm sorry erica i didn't make up the line and sutton goes i didn't make it up either a sutty buddy butthole <laughs> sutty buddy but by the way i have been asking for sutty buddy buttholes at every bar and i've gotten into a lot of trouble uh except for florida they weirdly knew what it was at every bar uh so we see a clip package which is just a bunch of scenes from the season of sutton and i forgot how iconic sutton was this season so we start off the clip package with Garcelle going, Sutton is a little fun, a little odd, a little kooky, but I like that. And then I forgot about Miss Mr. Poppins. Remember when she had the cat in the hat bow tie? Mr. Poppins. And then we had the, she stuck a dang doo-doo nail. Mr. Air, Mr. Erica Jane's doo-doo nail with a little doo-doo from a butt wipe on the nail. She pointed that doo-doo nail at me and I, I saw some doo-doo on that nail. And then we had the face roller scene going, I, I'll say, I'll say this helps because it, it, I feel better. And then she goes, oh, and then we have another scene where it's in the backyard of Rinna at the birthday party for Garcelle, where 
I pray to Jesus every day, I say, I say, I just need a vodka. Throw me a flipping bone, I say, I say. And Kyle yelling at her in Tahoe of like, look at me, guards. Look at me, Sutton. Look at me. You're acting crazy. Look at me. And then another thing in a room where Rinda's going, Sutton, don't get all defensive about it. <laughs> and then we see Sutton in her new house. And uh, we see a thing that goes, I don't give a fuck. And that's the end of the clip package. And Sutton goes, I cried a lot this season because I was hormonal. And Andy goes, you did cry a lot. And Andy goes, your your mom is hard as nails. I mean, you know, there was a lot of questions asked about your mom. And uh, how is that going? And Sutton goes, well, I say, I say, she really wants to get into a deeper meaning of everything. And I say, I say, it's hard on me sometimes. I just don't say anything sometimes to her because it's easy, I say, I say. And Andy goes, um, well, what was her reaction to being on the show? And Sutton goes, you know what's interesting, I say, I say, when I talked about my dad, who unfortunately has passed away, she didn't say anything. And then we get a flashback of that scene that chilled me to the bone early in their season, where it was the opening of Sutton's store from the first season. And she's going, Mom, tell me you do not miss Dad. Come on, tell me you you miss Dad. And her mom goes, I don't miss him. Like, the matter of fact, and that's what scares me, folks. Do you ever, like, we all want a big love, right? We want big love, Right. We want love where, and I know this sounds horrible, we want love where you pass away and that person is, like, we want notebook love. We want, if I lose my mind, you'll come and read to me at the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? We want big love. We want, I changed your life forever. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about both sides. You want that, right? You crave that, right? We need that. That's what we've been taught by movies and TV. And then you see something like this about it going, uh, Sutton going, Sutton's mom going, yeah, I don't miss him. I'm good. (laughs) Hey, throw me a beer, Sut. You know, like it just, it horrifies me. Because also what's scarier than not having a big love is 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 falling in love with the wrong person. Does that ever scare you guys? Scares the shit out of me. Making the wrong choice. Just trying to, you know, say yes to somebody because you want somebody, you know, because you want a big love. And it's, I, I know I'm getting off track. But doesn't, do you ever think about that, you guys? You have to think about that. Because think about that. I mean, a lot of people I know are in relationships, married, all of that stuff. Guys with guys, girls with guys, girls with girls. We, you know, all relationships all across the board. But do you ever go home at night and you go, is this the one? Remember in Sleepless in Seattle and Meg Ryan would look at Bill Pullman and he had like the, uh, you know, the nasal drip and, you know, had a, you know, had have, you know, uh, Kleenex in his nose and all of that stuff. I think about that all the time. I do. I think about all that all the time. And I remember seeing Sleepers in Seattle as a kid and kind of going, hey, Bill Pullman seems like a cool guy. Why doesn't Meg Ryan like Bill Pullman? Even though I love Tom Hanks, you know what I'm saying? But I was always like, well, Bill Pullman seems cool. But she didn't like him. Yes, she was with him. And I think that's one of the fallacy of the movies. It's like kind of like part of the what makes the movie good because it stings, you know, because it's a little messy because Meg Ryan is committed to this guy. And then at the end, it's like, well, sorry, met a guy on a radio show. Pretty cool. We're going to meet at the top of the Empire State Building. By the way, he has a kid. You know, it makes no sense, but totally believe it at the same time because that's what you want to believe. You want to believe that somebody's out there for you and only you, right? The other missing piece to your puzzle, right? The person that will miss you when you're gone. Or at least that's how I feel. Anyways, Lisa Rinna is a horrible person. Who's with me? High fives all around. So um, 
Andy goes, well, what was her reaction, your mom, to you and Crystal not getting along? And uh, she goes, well, I'll say, I'll say, she uh, said, you know, you know, talk, you know, she, you know, don't take things so, so personally. And Dorit says personally at the same time that Sutton does, because Dorit's just trying to get lines at this point of like, personally, I exist too, Andrew. And um, she also said to me, Andy, she said, don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. Don't be so reactive. You're all different people. And I think I took that advice. And uh, Sutton goes, you know what, though? One of my friends, I'll say, I'll say, said, you and Crystal are more alike than you know. And Crystal goes, you know, I hear that, too, from a lot of my friends. I'm also very reactive. And she means this. And Andy goes, Sutton, how was your store Sutton managed during the pandemic? She goes, uh, it's been great, actually. It's growing bigger and bigger. My business, I'll say, I'll say. And she points at Rinna. And Rinna goes, did you point at me? And Sutton goes, yes, I did. I'll say, I'll say, yes, I did. She goes, my business has grown excrementally more than I thought it would. Erica makes a face when Sutton goes excrementally. Like, Erica, we're not talking poop, weirdo. And um, Andy goes, did you shade her business, Rena? And we flash back to Lisa's allegedly Coke-fueled Watch What Happens live appearance when she was like, Sutton doesn't have a business. It's a store. And by the way, somebody for like Lisa who is like literally... Uh, Pedal diapers has a lip kit that like sold out of China for somebody to make fun of somebody's actual brick and mortar store in the, in the heart of West Hollywood where rent is expensive to actually even make fun of that or even comment on that. It's like, girl, slap another diaper on because your diaper's full right now. You crazy girl. You shouldn't be commenting on anything. And by the way, if you acted this good when you were an actual actor on TV, you would never have been on the housewives. It's sad. And so um, we also get brought up of, uh, and he goes, how would Amelia and Porter, which is Sutton's daughter, vibe? And Sutton, you said you wouldn't, you didn't want that to happen about them hanging out. And Rinna goes, it didn't feel great. You know, we like mama bears. You know, we not, and you know what? I just, I didn't like it. And Rinna, by the way, I will say bullshit on that too. Because I have a feeling Rinna was like, my daughter's, are too thirsty for us weekly and Porter's boring. My girls date Scott Disick and people from Love Island. <laughs> Porter's just normal. So I think it was uh, one of, like, Rena also loves to be, um, she loves to get sympathy. I'm like, why does everybody think that a poor Rena? Is it because I talk tough? I tell the truth, baby. I own it. <laughs> So Sutton goes, you know, I just say they grew up in a different way. Porter didn't grow up in Hollywood, I say. I say, she didn't have Hollywood pants, so it was a very different style. I didn't mean it in a bad way. And Andy goes, well, did you move into your new house? And she goes, yeah, I just moved in last week, Andy. And we see all these clips of her moving in. We see the finished product. It looks very beautiful. And Sutton goes, it's so great, I say. I say, I'm so happy. And Andy goes, how long did you live at Kyle's? Because remember, she was staying at Kyle's for that year. And, uh, you know, Kyle goes, she was a great tenant, but I will say she almost burned down the house. And so he goes, what did I do? And there's a shot of Erica having zero reaction. Because remember, if Erica's not being talked about, Erica don't give no shit unless it's with Rena. 
So uh, Kylie goes, well, you know, they did a walkthrough and they said the fireplace was completely burnt. Son goes, oh, I know. I saw that smoky stuff. Is that what you're talking about? And Kyle shows her a picture and everybody goes, oh, oh. And Erica goes, oh, Jesus. And I'm like, calm down, Erica. You, why don't you owe Jesus about the orphan and widows? Why don't you know if you're not going to react to a story, then don't get a picture shown around. It's because it's Sutton. You go, oh, Jesus. We know you don't like Sutton. Give me a break. And uh and he goes, so the house is standing on the market. And Kyle goes, well, it was on the market, but we took it off to uh, <laughs> do some repairs. And they all laugh. And Andy goes, well, wouldn't it come out of the security deposit? And Kyle goes, well, she was only supposed to stay there for a month, so we didn't actually have a security part deposit. And Sutton goes, come on, Kyle. You know I'll fix that. And we're like, well, she didn't pay a security deposit. You know, we are going to court then, Sutton says. And Sutton laughs, and Erica goes, good. <laughs> You're going to court, at least it's not me for once. Rim shot. <laughs> Tip your waiters. <laughs> I'll be here all weekend. That was a little funny by Miss Erica Jane. So we're in a new scene, or back from commercial. And so uh, Andy goes, so what look are you going for today, Erica? And she goes, hot, single. And Andy goes, have you considered dating? She goes, yeah, I'm trying. Anyone want to help? And Andy goes, what kind of you? What kind of guy are you looking for? And he, she goes, something with a big penis. Looking for hot sex. And I got to say, this is why my theory of Erica is a total dud in bed and an asexual really holds up. Because it's like, girlfriend, you know... <laughs> You're not Kim Cattrall from Sex in the City. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, this pickle's so big. <laughs> I'm going to eat all of it. You know, it's like, it, 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 you're not Samantha. Calm down. We get it. You're a sexual being, Erica. Like, I just, I never, are you guys like me? I never buy it. I always think it's very a sad display. And I'm always like, oh, that's sad. Looking for hot sex. What are we in the 80s? Is this a 1-900 number? Are we in the back of a penthouse forum? Looking for something with a big penis? Girlfriend, why don't you just go with somebody you can trust first off? We'll worry about the penis later. Like, I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it just falls in line with a stupid character. It's stupid. I mean, like, honestly, do you, you guys know what I'm saying, right? Does anybody else find it as stupid as I do? Because I just find it stupid and a little like, a little brain dead, a little kind of like, really? That's that's what we're joking about? Like, you want a big penis. Okay, we all want big penises. And Kyle goes, well, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of takers after you said that. And Andy goes, her DMs are open. And Erica goes, yeah. And then I was like, don't, don't forget to add, as long as you got a big old dong. <laughs> I want your dong to hang down where it gets scraped on the cement. I, wanna, I, want your, I want an Aaron dong. Aaron Pfeiffer's Denise's husband. He was packing what old Miss Erica Jane likes. Uh, can I do a little song about dongs? Hello, everybody. My name is Erica Jane. And there's something I want you to know today. It's about what I like. I like a big old dong. And I deserve a big old schlong. You think that this song 
is about being a good person but no i want what's in between those thighs i don't want to look in your eyes i want to look in what i and that's your urethra <laughs> that's the one eyed freak called your dick dick big on schlong i want your cock and ball <laughs> so, so sorry it's so dumb. I tried to rhyme schlong with cock. Schlong cock. <laughs> Do you think I'll be up for an award this year at all? <laughs> what if I could convince Erica on Cameo to sing her ballad of Erica Jane wanting a big old dong song? I want a big old dong. Mikey, stay away. This is my dong. Erica Jane's dong. I've got self-tanner all over your dong. <laughs> Erica, who's your friend with the big dong? Leave him alone. That's my dong, Renna. It's okay. I'm Mr. Hamlin. Harry don't want to touch you. He's got a medium-sized dong. I'm looking for a big old dong. Pasadena has no dongs of that size. I will say something tasteless. Do we think Tom has a big old dong? What do we think Tom's working with? Do you I do you think that'll come out in part two of um uh Erica uh, uh Nancy from Detroit asks, how big was Tom Girardi's big old dong? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, he was working with seven inches. Flaccid. That's a big old dong. You know, my dad always used to do a dad joke that it was very disturbing when you think about it now. Uh, he would always be like, I've got Becky convinced this is eight inches. And he would hold up what looked like two inches. And as a kid, I never knew what that meant. And it actually got me really confused about the centimeter inches system. Uh... But now I get what it means. But then I've always thought like, oh, my God, if that's eight inches, I'm working with like a 24 inch dong, you know. We're just friends here. There's only a few of us that listen. It's fine. We can talk this way. Um, you know, I've never sent a dick pic, right? You know that. And we've talked about that. I know that's neither here nor there, but it's something that as you get older, you're kind of proud of. But I will say I talked about this in the Vanderpump Rules recap. We're also, you know, Schwartz talked about the thick the thigh to dick ratio uh, in terms of Brock Sheena's betrothed. And I'm working with the same thing. I have big old muscular thighs. So my dong compared to my thighs, the thigh to dong ratio, it, you know what I'm saying? It's not there. So I have a decent sized dong, but compared to my thighs, there's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no contest. And it's always very frustrating. I would kill to have tiny little pigeon legs. Kill to have those. Okay, I shared something. Now you guys share something with me. <laughs> okay, so, um, oh, this is Sutton goes. Uh, well, Andy goes. You and your boyfriend Michael Sutton broke up. Unfortunately, what happened? And I was like, what? Sutton's? Do you say Sutton's on the market? And she goes, well, yeah. Uh, we were on a nice Valentine's Day weekend, and he broke up with me. It wasn't that nice. And Erica Jane goes. What reason did he give you? 
Does he have a big old dog? No. And she goes, what reason did he give you? And Sutton goes, he said he just couldn't. And Rennie goes, just can't? And Andy goes, whoa. And Sutton goes, there really is no coming back from that. I'll say, I say, I was devastated. But now I'm dating. And Erica Jane's, who are you dating? Don't worry about it, Erica. Let her have hers. And she goes, I'm I'm dating, I'll say, I'll say, for the first time in my life. It's fun. I highly recommend it, I'll say, I'll say. Wouldn't it be great if, uh, you know, I see Sutton on Hinge or like a dating app and it's like, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, okay. We want Sutton to come on the show, right? And thank you to everybody that has reached out to Sutton, her manager. So, you know, keep on doing it. Keep on. And in fact, maybe I should give Sandra, should I give everybody the manager's uh, Instagram account too? Because they're they're kind of pushing me. The manager kind of pushed me off, even though I think Sutton has heard the name enough that she might want to do it. And I got to tell you, this will be the most fun, respectful interview. I know I talk dirty on here about dongs and all that stuff, but you you guys know, you guys know I would treat it so good. You know it would be good. I know you know. Like I'm a, I like listen. I'm one of the most insecure person you'll ever meet in the world. But I think I'm a pretty dang good interviewer. I swear. Like why am I, why am I swearing to you guys? You guys know. But like I swear, to, I'm not cocky. But I do think it's one of the things that I can do well. So this is the thing. We gotta find a way. Is anybody out there that can help us? somebody's got it because you know it's going to be good and you know something's going to be happy with it and also this podcast reaches a shit ton of people now like honestly like it is one i mean i there's i don't want to get but i don't want to toot my but it's it's decent like i don't want to keep acting like it's a favor like this would be good for both parties and i know i know i could make this good so we've got to find a way. If anybody has a, an idea or a suggestion or knows Sutton personally, Jennifer Tilly, if you're listening, I just would treat it so well. And I just think, also, but also if I can't do that, what if I date Sutton? Like, what if I, you know, like, I'd be like, I'll say, I'll say, Michael never knew how to treat you. I'll say, I'll say, what about old Ryan from So Bad is Good? Like, wouldn't that be amazing if all of a sudden I date Sutton and then next season I pop up? And I'm at a dinner and I hear Rinna cackle and you just see me like freeze up. Like every time I'm at a group event and I hear a cackle, I'm like, no, no fucking way. And all of a sudden by the end of the season, I'm like, fuck you. Hey, 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 bony. Look at me. Hey, stop it. Stop it. And apologize to Denise. Apologize to Denise. Garcelle, am I right? Let's kick her butt. You know, like I, I could really take charge in there. And I think that's. I think Sutton's I think Sutton's scared to date a real man like me. I'll say it. Yeah, I think she is. Who wouldn't be though? Who would, I'm a I'm a real <laughs> a real man. <laughs> I got a big old dong. I just realized some of you guys listen with kids in the car. Kids, moms, dads, if you want to step out, let me speak to your kids for a sec. I bet you're asking Ryan, what's a big old dong? Kids, let me tell you. So when there's a bird and there's a bee. no i you know i talked about this on a salt lake recap on my patreon i never had a birds and bee talk and i still don't know what i'm doing like i said like i mean i you know you think about the physics of that thing it's just like you you know 
anyways, good talk. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. And now it is time to uh, to do some commercials, but these are products that have um, they've they, they've been with us before, so I'm very excited that they're back. And the first one, of course, is Osea. Now I have talked about Osea now a couple of times, and I have heard from all of my female friends and some of my male friends that it has been very difficult and it is difficult to find uh, clean skincare products that are good for your skin and the planet, but also actually give you the results that you want. And I have good news. I think we might have found them in this company, Osea. Now, Osea has been making products that do just that for over 25 years. So when it comes to clean beauty, Osea is the pioneer. And that is so important. They have award-winning cleansers, serums, and face moisturizers. And they're known for creating amazing body products like their fabulous Undaria Algae Body Oil, which is perfect because we often forget to take care of our bodies the way we take care of our faces. I uh, unfortunately am not taking care of either. So it has been a blessing that Osea is in my life. It is. It truly is. Uh, my mom is into it. My sister is into it. I have friends into it now. And now I am into it. Um, so Andaria Algae Body Oil, it feels um, now th- this is got I got to tell you, as a guy, I'm trying to explain this to you. It is not greasy or sticky, and uh, I, I just feel like it, it feels good on my skin. Uh, it uh, my, my female friend says it feels luxurious and rich, and it does absorb really nice into the skin. It also moisturizes your skin, uh, leaving your skin looking healthy and glowing. And I am one of those dudes that never had um, like a... Uh, like a 20 year plan for my face or body. So I'm kind of playing catch up with everything. But one of the first things that I learned um, in the last um, five years, and and you're like, really just in the five years is that you got to (laughs) moisturize. No, I'm not joking. So I know what you're thinking. Also body oil. If you're, if you've been using body lotion for years, you might be a little wary of body oils, but let me tell you, I am a convert. I started using uh, body moisturizers. Like when I first started a short five years ago. And I got to tell you, this actually is amazing. So the Andaria Algae Body Oil has been Victoria Beckham's favorite body oil for years. Now, she is my favorite Spice Girl, so I do have to listen to what she says. But you will be obsessed with it too. So it soaks in easily, it isn't greasy, and it has this really nice citrus smell that instantly it kind of makes you feel like you were in a spa. I don't know if you guys know, but I used to be a manager at a day spa. And we would like 
those kind of smells really do kind of make you feel like it's relaxing. It is nice. You kind of feel uh, rich. <laughs> I think that is the word. Um, so I can't even tell you. Um, I know this sounds weird, but my skin is I feel it like soft and smoother than it has felt in a really long time. And it kind of um, I now this I don't like, but I think I do look like better. I know that sounds weird, whatever, but my body lotion never did this. So Osea's products are clean. They're vegan, they're cruelty-free, climate-neutral, created with sustainably sourced seaweed, and they're made in California. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. So experience your new favorite clean skincare line with a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code SOGOOD at OSEAMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order, and orders over $50, you get free shipping. And also remember, this is actually great as we start heading into the holiday season. This is like good kind of stocking stuffer stuff too, you know? In fact, I might try to get my mom a couple at a discount. So you're going to want it all. So go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code SOGOOD. And just on a personal note, this is the company I've told you before, but they're one of the companies that wanted to do an onboarding call with me just to walk me through the product. They made sure I had it. They made sure I used it. They made sure I knew what the company was about, that it is female founded and run. And that kind of stuff really, uh, it, it really kind of like sat well with me. I was like, wow, they really do care about their product. That means a lot. I think, you know, like when I tell people about my product, I take pride in it. And these people really take pride in their product. And I think that actually is something to always pay attention to. And it's one of the only companies that use my product code as so good instead of so bad. And I think that's great because it is so good. Um, so check that out, you guys. And of course, my next one is Bowl and Branch. And I got to tell you, so they sent me my Bowl and Branch sheets beautiful gray they are so soft where i was like this is such a noticeable difference than my amazon sheets and um because i don't really know i'm a dude i don't really know a lot about this stuff and this is these are so nice and i gotta tell you um now i've had them for a couple of months and they feel even better after i wash them i i know this sounds disgusting but i was like i don't know if i want to wash them because they feel so good. And I, I thought like, you know, when you wash a t-shirt or something and it kind of like looks gross, you know, like, and it doesn't, these get softer and softer. And I think that is so amazing. Um, this kind of stuff makes me remember this company in the long run. And when I get new sheets from here on out, I'm going to get them from Bolin branch. It is huge. So the little things we all do, Bolin Branch says, add up to the legacy we leave behind. And Bolin Branch was started by a husband and wife team that wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. And you will definitely feel the difference in their best-selling, beautifully crafted signature sheets, which is what I have. Um, so the difference between Bolin Branch sheets and my Amazon sheets, I mean... There's not even a comparison. Like, I feel like a grown-up with these sheets, but also a grown-up that is about to have the sleep of his dang life. Um, they're soft, but firm. They have a softness. 
they're smooth. It's just really nice. So experience the uncompromising comfort with the best-selling 100% organic cotton signature hemmed sheets. Oh my gosh, I have to remember these details. I was just talking to a friend about uh, Bolin Brand sheets. I, I'm not even, this is not made up. And she asked me what it was made out of. And I didn't have my script in front of me but it's organic cotton so organic cotton is i gotta text her so this cloud weight super soft sateen weave gets softer with every wash i told you it did so crafted to the highest standards and attention to detail from sourcing to packaging the perfect balance of weight and breathability to pamper warm or cool sleepers through any season now get this give your bed the white house treatment with sheets that three presidents have fallen in love with i hope they were good presidents to to experience an entirely new standard of comfort visit bowlandbranch.com in fact our listener sheridan my friend sheridan she i i she bought like hundreds and hundreds of dollars of bowl and brand sheets after she heard this and i hope sheridan i hope you liked it because i i was so impressed by that so visit bowlandbranch.com that's b-o-l-l-a-n-d-b-r-a-n-c-h.com and get 15 percent off your first set of sheets with promo code so bad so bad s-o-b-a-d that's b-o-l-l and branch.com promo code so bad and guys now back to our show sorry guys i just had to take a pause to talk to my to give myself a firm talking to of like you are starting to be disgusting sir who raised you becky bailey would not like any of this talk so michael's broken up with sutton and sutton is dating again she's out on the prowl which is i mean wouldn't you just love to act i mean speaking of talking to i would love to like sutton what do you like to do on a first date like sutton what's like a movie date do you like to have a coffee date? Like, aren't you fascinated with what? And like, also, this is a question I can't ask Sutton, but wouldn't you be like, when does somebody get a kiss? When does somebody get to get a second base? You know what I'm saying? Like what? She's a Southern girl. So what is, what's socially acceptable? You know, I'm so curious. I just have a curious mind. So anyways, um, Erica's jealous of Sutton dating. Um, and so then, uh, Andy asked Garcelle, well, has your son come around to you, um, you know, uh, being jealous of you potentially dating and, um, Garcelle goes, no, that was a moment, you know, uh, but they've met one or two boyfriends in the past and they didn't seem too concerned. You know, it was, I think just something he was going through that day and I'm sure he would be okay if I was happy. And then Andy goes, this season, Garcelle didn't feel like she belonged did she have some fake friends or was she not making a real effort? Watch. And then we get the clip package. Before that, they do a quick shot of Kyle and Rinna's face. And they're like, what? And um, we get this whole clip package of like the, you know, Garcelle going, there's an inner circle to this group, you know, and me, Crystal and Sutton, we're not in it. It's just the four of you. And Rinna goes, do you really take show? Why? Well, Rinna, I don't feel like you look out for me. And, um, do you like the women at the, uh, at the table, the vaulter? Ah, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rinna at, uh, she goes, do you like the women at this table? And Garcelle goes, yeah, some more than others. And then we get to the beginning of the season when she's pointing out her goldfish and she's like, the regular goldfish is Kyle. Cause she's ordinary. And uh, then we get Dorit going, Jab, you're always, 
you're always jabbing at me. Jab, 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 jab. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And then uh, Dorit also going, do you have a problem with me, Garcelle? Fuck you for that. Fuck you with that, Garcelle says to Dorit. And Dorit was... Uh, I, I do want to say this is another, Dorit was just useless this season. And this next scene, when she tries to fight with Garcelle, it almost feels like she's trying to save her job. It almost feels like she's trying to make something happen because in all of the times that we've had Dorit on this show, there's been so many times for Dorit to raise her voice, to actually stand up for herself. And she didn't, but she chooses to do it with Garcelle. Why? And we also, uh, hear Rena go, I, I think we've made an effort to be really nice, uh, you know, uh, but uh, friendship is a two-way street. You know, she has to make an effort. And we have the scene of Rinna putting her fake hand on her fake heart after Garcelle has a breakdown in Del Mar, which is just like, Rinna, open a life coaching business already. You think you are amazing at have, helping people with breakthroughs. Um, and then we have that also that scene where uh, Garcelle goes, do you ever feel different? And Kathy goes, yeah. And then she goes, try it your whole life. And <laughs> Kyle's watching it back and she goes, Kathy. And she shakes her head. And Andy says, you were so vulnerable. Did you have any follow-up conversations with Rinna and Dorit? Um, and she goes, yeah, Rinna and Dorit came up to me and said, how did it feel? And it made them see me in a different way. And it made me feel that I had opened up. And Andy asks, Dorit, did you feel closer to Garcelle? And, um, Dorit goes, absolutely. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Rena goes, absolutely. And Dorit goes, I've always felt close to Garcelle. She's one of the people who can be passively provocative. Passively provocative? This feels like something her and Peek. Uh, you know what you should say? You should say passively provocative. I like that, PK. Boop, 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 boop. I'll tabulate that into my home computer. Um, and Rico's, and it doesn't, when you're passively provocative, it doesn't really give someone the chance to respond or defend themselves. I like that she opened up and was vulnerable in Delamar. Beep, boop, 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 boop. It was really real and raw, and it was this part of her. I felt she was doing deliberately, passively provocative again to be relevant. And I literally wrote, wrote, what the fuck are you saying, Dorit? Like, it just felt like, it felt like when you watch those Miss America pageants and they're like, uh, Aubrey from Missouri, uh, your question is, how do we bring our worlds together? Well, we bring the worlds together by being passively provocative to stay relevant. Is relevant a word? It just felt like she was just hoping that her brain would save her at some point, and it just sadly never did. And Garcelle goes, what? I don't need to do anything to be relevant. Let me just say that. Okay, beep, boop, 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 boop. Well, I felt you've taken jabs and swipes, and then I confronted you, and you made it seem like I was coming after you, beep, boop, 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 boop. And I used a word that I shouldn't have used, and it was wrong and I was wrong and I was like what the fuck word did she use I got like my mind went to the darkest place of course and I was like no and Garcelle goes and I need an apology for that honestly and then we get a flashback of what it was and it was bully 
So Rico goes, you're a bully. And Garcelle goes, I need an apology for that. I am not a bully. And Garcelle goes, and she goes, Garcelle, you didn't give me a chance to apologize. And Garcelle goes, Dorit, I raised. It was the wrong. No, uh, Dorit says, I admit it was the wrong word. But the element of a bully is incessant. She uses the word incessant. Is incessant. I feel like the jabs you were doing at me were incessant. And Andy goes, um, well, people went after you, really, for that. Erica from Arkansas says, why call Garcelle a bully and not Erica? And um, <laughs> Dorit goes, using the word, uh, no, no. Um, and he goes, using the word is the angry black woman stereotype. Dorit, what is your response to that? And Dorit, I was like, oh, shit. And I just, I cracked my knuckles because I was like, I'm going to have to write a lot here because you just sensed she was just going to go to town. And she goes, well... That is very loud. Beep, boop, 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 boop. So let me break that down first of all. First of all. Ah, shit. Um, PK, it's me, Dorit. Uh, please tell me what... You just sent she had an earpiece in her ear and PK was like, Oh, okay, say, say it's loud. Yeah, yeah, it is loud. And then say incessant. Just keep saying incessant. Yeah, you got it, you got it. No, she goes, well, it's very less. Let me break that down. That's all. There was not at all an effort to paint that picture. And like I said, an element of the word bully is incessant. And when Erica had moments of all the ones you mentioned, uh, those were isolated incidents. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, those were over a period of months. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I admit that I choose words poorly. <laughs> like, literally, she does a monologue, and then at the end of the monologue, with all of these words, she goes, I admit that I choose words poorly. <laughs> and it wasn't the right word, and I'm sorry for that. I wish I could take back. I'm very sorry. Incessantly sorry. Passionately, provocatively sorry. And Garcia goes, thank you. And Dorit says, Garcelle says a lot in her confessionals, but doesn't say it to your face. And Garcelle goes, hmm, that's not true. And Rene goes, I would have to agree with Dorit. And Andy goes, well, you you all do that. And Rene goes, yeah, but Garcelle does it the most. And Dorit goes, you don't say a lot around us. You do it in your confessionals incessantly. And Garcelle goes, first, I say too much. And then I don't say enough, like, I can't win with you. <laughs> and Kyle smiles. And, um, uh, you know, Dorit goes, it isn't that. And, and Garcelle goes, Dorit, come on. And Andy goes, you're throwing darts. Uh, you throwing darts. is And, and Dorit goes, throwing darts is not being direct, Andy. And you can just sense Andy of like, girl... You're barely gonna be on one more season. Whatever, whatever. You, okay, Dorit. Whatever you want to say. Let, let you'll have your time. And Dorit goes. You don't throw a passive aggressive jab with a smile. Like I love that. Like she knows the rules to how we. You know. Um, and Garcelle goes. Oh, okay. Don't we all do that? Come on. If somebody keeps saying to you, and Erica goes, not in this age. I'm all set. I don't need to do that. And Dorito, Dorit, uh, um, Dorit, you, is it Dorit you take, talk to, oh, Garcelle goes, 
Dorit, you talk too much and you go after my integrity and you call me inauthentic and a bully. And she goes, put that aside. And Rene goes, dash nice. Um, and so Garcelle goes, and I'm really not going to ever bring that up again to Dorit. And Rene goes, oh, that's nice. And Garcelle goes, Rena, stop. We'll get to it. Hold on, girl. Hold on. And Rena goes, Garcelle, I'll do whatever I want. Don't you tell me to do anything. Thank you. And you can just tell she's shitting in her depends right now. And Kyle looks crazy. Like, what? And Rena goes, I can say whatever I want to say. Uh, and Garcelle goes, so can I. So, so can we all. And don't you tell me to do a thing, Rena says. And Crystal says, do you think Garcelle has a tendency to dra- jab and run away? And Garcelle goes, well, Crystal, when did I make a jab at you? And Crystal goes, well, at my dinner, when I was making fun of Sutton, you know, I made fun of Sutton and you didn't say anything, but in your confessional, you said, well, I'm team Sutton. They all know that. And she also said, well, before I met Crystal, I didn't know who Crystal was. I knew who Rob Minkoff was because of the Lion King. And Dorit says, I'm glad you brought that up. Dorit's very always excited when somebody brings up an actual point. She's like, yes, that's what I mean. Incessantly. You did that incessantly at that dinner. But I'm not talking about that, you guys. We're talking about Sutton. You were there and you didn't say anything in the moment. And Garcelle goes, you don't know that. And she goes, let me finish Garcelle. And she screams it. And everybody is like shook. And this is the moment where it was like, really, Dorit? This is the hill you want to die on. And she goes, this is the second time you cut me off. And you can see Andy going, girl, I wanted to cut you off for the last six years. And Rinna goes, Rinna, the old Darth Vader bag of bones, is just smiling. She's smiling like an evil wench that's never had sex because nobody wants to touch her body. And, uh, you know, Dorit's like, I'm trying to make a point. And Garcelle goes, okay, make a point then, Dorit. We go to break. We come back. Kyle's face is just exploding in reactions. And um, we get that flashback to Garcelle in that confessional saying, why are they all saying this? I'm Team Sutton. And Andy goes, well, why not in that moment say, guys, I don't agree with that. I'm friends with Sutton. I don't appreciate it. And Garcelle says, Dorit, why are you even talking about something when you weren't even there at the dinner? And Andy goes, okay, I want to move on to Rinna and Garcelle. But before I do, where do you guys stand? And Dorit goes, the ball is in your court, Garcelle. And Garcelle goes, ah, fine. I would like to move on as well. I don't. And Garcelle goes, I don't dislike her at all. And everybody laughs because, and he goes, well, that sounds great. And she goes, no, I just, I don't have anything against her at all. And Andy goes, okay, you two are clean. Okay, let's move on to Bag of Bones and Garcelle, Rinna. And um, Andy goes, you've struggled with the ups and downs of your 20-year friendship with Lisa Rinna. Do you think you earned back your friendship with Garcelle? And Rene goes, well, <laughs> I certainly did everything I could. You know, at this point, you got to ask Garcelle. I think Garcelle has some expectations of me. And uh, Andy goes, well, she threw you a birthday. She brought you sauce. Uh, you know, did you take those as a chess move or effort to be your friend? And Garcelle goes, that's really good questions. To be honest, I'm not sure how I took that. And Rinna shakes her stupid head like a loon. And, um, she goes, well, it's, these are lovely things, Garcelle says, but I don't trust. And when you don't trust and Erica Jane goes, 
Should she stop reaching out to you then? You know what I'm saying? Shut the fuck up, Erica. Should she stop reaching out to you? You know, Erica, there's a difference when somebody reaches out to you in a not pure way. It's not like it's great. Just because somebody reaches out, it doesn't mean they're in pure intentions. Give me a break. You know that better than anybody. And Garcia goes, yeah, I don't know what to say, honestly. And Erica goes, I think she's coming to a point that she says, hey, I tried. She doesn't trust me. Well, that's enough. And I'm like, yeah, well, we all can't stick by criminals like, you know, Rinna sticks by you, Erica. And Crystal goes, well, you know, your birthday that Rinna threw, that was actually genuine. It was super sweet. And Rinna goes, yeah, could I just say, you know, you break the chain with me, Garcelle. For whatever reason, you don't want to go a little bit further with old Rinna. And I have to take that in now. I really do. I really, I guess, Alicia, you want to take it. Garcelle don't want to break the chain with you. Rinna, you want to take it in? I got to talk to my dog. I got to do a little talking to Rinna, Alicia, Garcelle don't want to do It's just... Erica Chang goes, do you want to punish her for Denise Richards? And Garcelle goes, no, I'm done with Denise. Denise can fight her own battles. I'm done with that. And Rinna goes, well, okay then. But you bring that up at the final party. The final party, the final episode of the season. You know, like we went for four months and you have to bring up Denise again. When are you going to let it go? But I laughed at that. I hope we all laughed at that because Rinna... That's what happens when you stick your own nose into somebody else's business that isn't yours. It will haunt you for the rest of your life. It's like that song Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac, where Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, lovers from 25 years ago, are singing this song to each other. And it's like, time put a spell on you, but you can't forget me. And Stevie Nicks goes... I'll follow you down till the sound of my voice haunts you. And that's what it is. I want Denise, I want the sound of Denise's voice to haunt Rinna to her dying day because she did something so wrong in that situation. And this is what happens. You have to defend for the rest of your time on Housewives because these are reasons that nobody should trust you. Why would somebody new trust you after she sees what you do to your so-called quote-unquote friends? She was this good of friends with Denise, remember? Remember what she did to Denise? You know, this is a private situation, just like Erica has a private situation and Rin is not bringing that up on camera. It doesn't make sense. And that's why I feel there's got to be something else. What is she doing? What is she, what is in it for Rinna? What's in it for Rinna? That kind of rhymes. I'm a poet and I didn't know. Wait, what's in it for Rinna? You got a big old dog. No. Um, so Rinna says, um, okay, okay. And Garcelle goes, I have to let it go. And Rinna goes, when? And Garcelle goes, right now. All right. Thanks to Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And Garcelle goes, I don't care. And Rinna goes, I hope I never hear it again. And Garcelle goes, you won't hear it again, girl. But also the audacity. Rinna is not in a place where she should be demanding apologies or anything. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Come on, Frankie, Elizabeth, you guys listening out there, you know what I'm saying. What if I just started naming everybody? Hey, Jim, Bob, uh, Randy, you guys know what I'm saying, right? Okay. Um, but this is why I feel like it's not gaslighting at all, but it's something where whatever the term is, where you're trying to wield power that you don't necessarily have like have or have earned this season. And you're trying to kind of intimidate 
and you're trying to be tougher than the other person of like, when are we going to stop with this? Well, I guess when you actually genuinely apologize to everybody involved and say, I really did stick my nose in somebody else's business. Remember, Brandy wasn't even on the show. Brandy wanted to be on the show, but she wasn't. So Andy goes, well, you expressed your disappointment in Rinna not standing up with you. What did you expect from her? You know, uh, you were on a pause when your relationship and you didn't trust her. And Garcia goes, well, I didn't expect her to drop everything and say, I, I need you. But, you know, when we were at her lip kit party, her launch, and Dorit had that incident with me, I thought maybe Rinna would say something, anything. And Rinna goes, but I agree with Dorit. So I wouldn't have your side because what I thought Dorit was saying was correct. And Garcia goes, gotcha. And Andy goes, Sutton, I'm curious your reaction to all of this. And Sutton goes, well, I say, I say, yeah, I think one of the trust things is Lisa not having my back to aid her saying, you know, Lisa is your friend and she she's not helping you at all. I say, I say. And Lisa goes, listen, if I fucked up, if I had been mean to you or if I had done something, I understand it. And Garcelle says, well, someone told me you said I should have never brought race Dun, 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 into this show. That this show is not the kind of show. And I got to tell you, Renette, that really bothered me. And Renette goes, but if that was the case, you should have come to me and asked me. And Garcia says, oh, please. There are so many things you don't come to me and tell me. And Erica Jane goes, but that's a big one. And everybody goes, Dorit goes, yes, that's a big one. Incessantly, incessantly, provocatively, positively, incessantly a big one. And they're all just saying big one. And Erica's like, I want a big one, a big old dong. And Renette goes, and by the way, I would never say that. And Garcia goes, I don't know that. And everyone just looks around. And Rinna goes, Garcelle, you have it out for me, and I want to know why. And Garcelle goes, I don't. Why, 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 why? And she just starts, keeps saying why. And Garcelle goes, when I heard that, it pissed me off, Rinna. Well, then why didn't you fucking come to me and say, Rinna, what are you doing? I got your number, Rinna. What are you doing? And Garcelle goes, I feel we've all done that for so long. And we stopped for commercial and we get this five minute Halloween kills commercial where Kyle is going, I play this character that I played 40 years ago. I was being babysat and it's so nice to be back with Michael and Jamie Lee Curtis and all my friends. It's really bizarre. It's in the middle of, and by the way, it's a horror film, but nothing is literally as scary as what we just saw the first 40 minutes. So like, I was like, well, this seems like a light breezy comedy compared to what we're dealing with over here on Like, it's almost like, why don't we air this during Watch What Happens Live? We're in another form of murdering over here, you know? So um, we come back and Garcel goes, so you're going to blame me for being upset about it. And Rene goes, I want to know why you were upset at me, Garcel. And Garcel says, the race thing really upset me. And Rene goes, I never said it. So where did you get it? And Garcelle goes, I'm not saying anything about where I got it. Rinna says, it's pretty unbelievable you did that. And this is when I was like, I want Brandy Glanville to hop out of like, I told her, Lisa. <laughs> and Rinna goes, I see what you did here, Garcelle. You turned it all around on Miss Lisa, Rinna. And Garcelle says, why is this rattling you, Lisa? Because you were shitty to me all season. And that's not why you were shitty to me. Why were you so shitty to me? And Garcelle goes, because I don't trust you. There you go. 
let's go there, Rinna says. I love how Rinna goes, I'm pulling things out of people. I'm like, there you go, that's it. Why don't you say, you don't want to be my friend, Lisa. I don't trust you. And Garcelle goes, well, I, I have said that to you, Lisa. And he goes, no. You say you want to move on. I say I'm open to moving on, Garcelle says. Okay. Way back when Watch What Happens Live moment, you said you wanted me fired so Denise can come back. And we all watch the Watch What Happens Live back and... You know, I gotta say, Watch What Happens Live, we can't take it too seriously. It's a fucking shade show. It's fun and games, you know? And Garcia goes, I did not say. And Andy goes, well, I clarified it. And I said, are the person's name you want got, want gone LR? And by the way, the audience is clapping. Of course, you're going to go along with it. And also, I do want Lisa gone. But also, I understand why she'll stay. And... He says, Rena, let me ask, why didn't you, Garcia goes, Rena, let me ask you, why did you reach out to me and say, I want to make things right? Oh, no, Rena goes, Garcelle, you reached out to me and said, I want to make things right. Let's make things better. And Garcelle goes, no, Lisa, you reached out to me and said, I threatened your job on Watch What Happens Live. And Rena goes, yeah, I said it hurt my feelings, maybe. So this is actually, this is how close Lisa pays attention to anything calls Garcelle and says, you threatened my job. Like, does it not strike anybody else that Rinna might get a little hot under the collar, might feel a little threatened, that she might lose a job, a source of income? You know what I'm saying? And Garcelle said, well, you said a lot of things on that phone call, and I clarified it. And Garcelle goes, and eventually you just said, well, I guess I was in my feelings. And Rinna goes, I was, I was in my feelings. And Rinna goes, you know what? You just said, and what you just insinuated, it shows exactly the type of person you are. So what Rinna is saying, what you brought up about that race thing shows exactly the type of person you are. And I'm like, well, what exactly does that mean, Rinna? And Crystal goes, oh, I'm comfortable about talking about race on the show. And Erica goes... Yeah, you had a whole different perspective. And Kyle goes, you do add a whole different perspective. And that's why it's great. It's real life. And Renee goes, I just still don't understand why you say that, Garcelle. And Erica goes, she would have loved for you to have come stop by her. Um, so Erica's pretty much talking to Rena and saying she would have loved to have you come and talk to her. And I was just like, Erica, stop being her mouthpiece. And Rena goes, I'd like an apology for you. I'd like an apology for insinuating that about me. And do you see how Rinna has now put herself in the driver's seat? And Rinna drops her voice lower on that. What you implied about me. And Garcelle goes, I would never say that. I was happy you were off the show. Um, and Rinna goes, oh, no, Garcelle goes, I, no, sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys it's so hard to take these notes. Rena goes, I like you. Why would you even insinuate that? And Garcelle goes, I don't know. And Lisa goes, did you feel that way? Why did you say that? And Garcelle goes, you know, would you actually even admit that if you did say it, Rena? And goes, Erica goes, yeah, she won this one. And Rena goes, look who you're talking to. I'll say anything. And Andy goes, you know what? I got to wrap this up, you guys. I do wonder where you two go from here. I don't know. And Rena goes, and this is what's so stupid. All this serious talk and Rinna going, I, this is the kind of person you are. And Rinna goes, 
do you want to move on, Garcelle? And be the Garcelle I knew before? And I'll be the Rina I knew before? And Garcelle goes, yeah, you were warm and fun and supportive. And Erica goes, with Rena, she's going to call you on everything. And Rena goes, Harry's been watching. And he said to me, he goes, what happened to Garcelle? And Garcelle goes, oh, stop. No, really. He said, look how unhappy she looks. Why didn't she thank me for my bolognese? Does she not want fresh gardenables from my secret garden, my vegetables? Oh, stop, Gar- uh, Garcelle says. Are you kidding? And Dorit goes, I don't see you look miserable, Garcelle, but I do see you check out. And Garcelle goes, I don't check out, honey. I show up. And Erica Jane goes, show do I. I fucking show up. Shut up, Erica. We're not talking about you right now. We'll get to you in the next three episodes. Um. So Rene goes, you don't do it with Kyle. You don't know. Dur-. And she goes, I, and, and you can just tell Garcelle is just getting rope-a-dope. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. And Garcelle goes, you know, maybe my expectations are higher for you, Rena. And Rena goes, I would love to move on. Because when we move on, we're just great. We're so funny together. Rena and Garcelle. Garcelle and Rena. The funniest comedy duo that ever was. I love you so much. This is where Rena just loses all credibility. Because Rena, really? We're supposed to believe you love her so much? Get the fuck out of town. <laughs> and Kyle is laughing at this point. And Garcelle goes... You could be mad at me and I can be mad at you. And then he goes, okay, it's just time. It's now been a year where you have been rebuilding. And Brenda goes, Garcelle, can we please? Can we just please look into my eyes? Please look into my demon eyes, Garcelle. Be my friend. Be Rina's friend. Rina beauty. Be Rina beauty friend. And Garcelle goes, God, can I have one of Sutton's rollers? And then Rina pushes it even farther farther and goes, can I sit next to you for a second? Can I sit there for you? I'll just come over here for a second. Hey, scoot over. Scoot your fat ass, Kyle. Um... I want to move on to you, so I know I know you don't trust me or like me. <laughs> Could you imagine saying this to somebody? I know you don't trust me or like me, but give me a chance. <laughs> I know you hate my fucking guts, and yet I'm a rotten human being. Will you give me a chance, a little, chance, a little baby chance, please, for Harry? And I wrote, this is embarrassing. This is really embarrassing. And Garcia goes, you got it. <laughs> And Rene goes, we got to move on, Garcelle. Life is too short. I want to stay on this show. <laughs> this is what it felt like. It felt like Rene was like, please, Garcelle, please allow me to stay on this show. I'm scared if you don't like me, they'll kick me off. And Garcelle goes, um, you know, oh, yeah, we find out that uh, Harry gave Andy some bolognese. And uh, Andy goes, Garcelle, did you like the sauce? And it was like a joke. And she goes, um, listen, I'm going to grab her hand and say, listen, you're not going anywhere. You know, you're not going anywhere, Garcelle. I'm just going to hug you and squeeze you. I can say, really, I really love my little Garcelle. It's really, but I got to say, it's just really demeaning. It's like, I feel like it's talking down to Garcelle in a way of like, I'm not letting you go. I'm going to sit. I'm going to break your personal space. I'm going to be passively provocative like Dorito says. 
and are going to make everybody at home uncomfortable, including Mr. Harry Hamlin. So Annie goes, ah, let's move on. And she goes, no, no, Garcia, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at my big old jacked up lips. I like you so much. Let's not do this anymore. If I didn't like you, I would say, go on, move away. I want you to die. And Andy goes, we're going to take a break. This is positive, I think. We're ending on a positive note. So they go to break. We're back from break. And Andy goes, welcome back to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part one. We are joined by the one and only Kathy Hilton. Kathy, how are you? Everybody claps. Everybody's genuinely in awe of Kathy, as we all are. And and we see Kathy, uh, Kathy has this balled up bunch of notes. And she goes, I have a few notes in case I want to. I want to I want to address these. And Garcelle goes, bring it, Kathy. Bring it, bitch. And everybody laughs. And Kyle goes, you brought receipts. And Andy goes, do you recognize where we're sitting? And Kathy's like, what? Where? Uh, shit. Uh, Hilton? No. And, uh, and then she goes, oh, oh, my house. And Andy goes, how does it feel to be here? And she goes, I can't believe it's real. Um... And Andy goes, after making the occasional appearance over the years, why did you decide to to join this show now 11 years in? And Kyle goes, I pushed her. (laughs) And uh, also, we get a question from Kyle real fast from Andy goes, how did you break your nose? Are you sure it wasn't an excuse to get a nose job? And she goes, no, it wasn't. I was, I was happy. I could get another one because I wanted to make it cuter, but I generally did get this on Halloween when Michael Myers kicked the shit out of me. And, uh, I was like, how much are we going to like, I was like, how much of a stake does Bravo have in Halloween kills? I feel like I've heard it a little too much. I'm very proud of Kyle, my, my little baby Kyle as well, but I feel like I'm hearing about it like, I get it. We'll watch it on Peacock, girl. We get it. We're going to watch your little, little... I hear you do great. Like, honestly, I do. I hear you do great. I'm proud of you. Um, and then Andy goes, well, Kyle, we heard you had a little bit of an interesting encounter on the way to the show. And I was like, oh, no. And Kyle goes, you can say that again. And we get a shot of Kyle leaving her house for the reunion. And she steps outside and it's Michael Myers with a knife. And I, I wrote, this is painful. This is embarrassing. This is not as worse as Rinna with the Garcelle, but it's it's on that level where I was like, this is cringy. Come on. We already saw the Halloween Kills preview. We don't need this. The only way this would have worked if it was actually Michael Myers. And then it would have been like, ooh, interesting. Like, I would have almost rather have been like Freddy Krueger or Chucky, like something that didn't make sense of like Kyle, like, I'm not even in that movie. Why are they here? And then Andy goes, Kathy, did you do that? Did you do that? And she goes, maybe it's just so cheesy and put on like why was there even a camera crew there it's so dumb i hate shit like that you don't need that everybody goes that's good that's really good (laughs) and then andy goes kyle how did it feel stepping into a role you played 40 years ago and kyle's like working with jamie lee it has been amazing to be a part of this film it me and andy goes it means so much to so many people out there and kyle (laughs) Kyle goes, the Halloween fans are just, there is nothing like them I've ever seen. And I'm like, Kyle, fuck you. You deal with Bravo fans. Are you telling me Halloween fans are worse than Bravo? Give me, get the fuck out of here, Kyle. And I would have like, come see the role I broke my nose for. And Kathy goes, 
Well, I told her noses get bigger every year and ears. And Renee goes, <laughs> that's the second cackle we get out of Rena. It almost startled. It, I, oh, I was like, oh, there it is. It's almost like Jaws when you see the shark. You're like, there it is. And Erica goes, she goes, Erica, I had a lot of questions about your marriage. Oh, she, uh, Andy goes, Erica, I have a lot of questions about your marriage. I remember when your book came out and I said, what does Tom think about it? And you said, and Erica goes, he hasn't read it. And I thought that was so weird when I asked you and you were so defensive and we get a flashback of that moment. And she goes, listen, Kyle is going to defend Mauricio. We're all going to defend our man. You're going to defend Rick, Kathy. That is what it is. We do it with our men. And then Andy goes, and then he didn't show up to your play in Chicago. And she goes, yeah, he never saw the show. And I'm not giving him a pass for that because I found out he was in D.C. And what do you mean, Erica, not giving him a pass for that? Are you kidding me? Not giving him a pass for that? Say what? You don't talk to the man. Like, what does it matter if you give him a pass for that? Like, if he didn't go to D.C., you'd be like, we'd be on good terms. Uh, that's the thing that really set it over the edge for me. Um and Andy goes, well, why not leave him earlier if he was cheating on you? And Erica Jane goes, cheating was a part of it. There was so much more. There, I told him, if you were in love with someone else, please go be with her. And Andy goes, he said, nothing. Andy goes, nothing? Zero. Zilch, zip, zero. And then Andy goes, were you faithful to him? Silence. Next week, the reunion continues. And we go to Rinna saying, uh, Harry made Andy shash. Um, and we get Garcelle going, Andy, make sure you send a text to Harry. We get Kyle and Kathy hugging and crying. We have Erica going, yeah, it was a pick of her tits on Tom's flip phone. And I wrote, nice tits, stupid bitch. <laughs> By the way, all of you ladies, and maybe some of you guys too, uh, if if you have a friend that likes to be fun, text them this weekend out of the nowhere and go, nice titch, stupid bitch. And um, Erica, we have a scene where Erica goes, no, that's playing your ass, Sutton. And then we have Erica going, why would you leave me with millions of dollars of lawsuits all pointing at me? And then Erica Jane says, it's only in Beverly Hills that everyone is so goddamn precious. Folks, and that was the end of the reunion. What a wild, I don't know if this was as funny as it normally is, but there was so much seriousness. There was so much back and forth. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you did. Uh, part two is going to be next week. We got three more of these. I'm going to look for ways to kind of make this even better for a reunion because this is like we're, we're in Super Bowl time. But I hope you liked it. Um, I hope you liked this season as much as I have. And I hope, uh, well, not even a hope. I just thank you for keep coming back to this podcast. Uh, like I say every week, this wouldn't exist without you guys. Thank you so much for giving a rip about my opinions, about these stupid voices, and um, about all of these shows. This really brings us together. And there's no joke about that. So I hope everybody has the best weekend ever. I hope you get to hang out with your family, with your friends, with your loved ones. I hope you eat 
good food. I hope you drink good drink. I hope you get to play with your kids, your loved ones, all of that stuff. See a good movie. Listen to good music. See the see the world. And I'll talk to you again bright and early on Monday. I love you guys. Bye. Betches.